This is Bookshelf Banter, where you'll get to meet new indie authors. Be sure to check them out. You just may discover your new favorite author. And welcome to this week's episode of Bookshelf Banter. Uh, this week, I interviewed YA fantasy author Z Laxon, and it was a fabulous conversation. Z is my people. Um, she is a very eloquent and um, introspective person. I really enjoyed talking to her. If you don't like laughter, I wouldn't listen to this episode because we laughed throughout the entire thing. So uh, check out this episode to hear our thoughts on reading Harry Potter as adults, what wool gathering means, and how we got fat during the pandemic. Thank you, and welcome to Bookshelf Banter. It is wonderful Um, to be here. I have the lovely Z Laxon. Am I saying it correctly? You are. Oh, wow. I'm talented. Pat <laughs> <laughs> yourself can... in the back. <laughs> <laughs> you know, there's been some names that I've had on here. I'm like, I'm really sorry. I'm going to mispronounce your name. But why don't you just say it for me? <laughs> here we have <laughs> blank. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Oh, my gosh. Well, I am very, very excited to have you on the show because I just finished your book, Reverie, today. Oh, that's incredible. And, and I am. I, I loved it. Yay! I, I think it was an amazing book. You are extremely talented, very eloquently, um, very eloquent. Maybe I'm not so eloquent because I, <laughs> I don't even. Did it even surprise know what I'm you? To say. <laughs> you know what? It surprised me because. All right. Oh, spoilers! Full, no, no, I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna give you any spoilers. Full disclosure: I was not into reading YA for a very, very long time. And I want to say maybe about three or four years ago, I picked up a YA book and I was like, oh, this is surprisingly good. (laughs) All right. You know, maybe I'll read some YA. And I absolutely positively would not read anything that was fantasy oriented. Um, (laughs) You know, since my childhood, I was like, oh, now I have to read responsible books. I have to, you know, (laughs) what what is number one on the women's contemporary fiction? I need to be relevant. Yeah, exactly. And um, honestly, I picked up a book called Every Day, which your book has been compared to. Ironically, yes, one of your reviews said that it's a mixture of every day and time traveler's wife. And I have to I have to agree. It was it was very um, a very uh, apt sort of um, review, review and comparison. I have to say, I feel like it has a little bit of to all the boys I loved before because I I love that book too (laughs) and then that movie I feel like I maybe it was the dad raising the daughter thing but could be so I I picked up that book and I'm like oh well I like this too which was crazy because all of my favorite movies have that component of like this mysterious mysterious like not sci-fi but you know suspend belief Oh and, yes. Yeah, and I was like, "Oh, well, why I'm doing myself a huge disservice by not reading, you know, these books of people that are writing, okay, maybe it doesn't 100% make sense in a real world, but 
I screw the real world right now. <laughs> <laughs> to be honest with you, <laughs> nothing makes sense in the real world right now. And and uh, yeah, so it, it it's been an I've been on a kind of a fantasy kick. I read Harry Potter for the first time. I don't know if you would classify wow. that as fantasy. Yeah, <laughs> I was like, I am not reading Harry Potter. I am a serious reader. <laughs> and then I was like. Oh my god, I love Harry. <laughs> yeah, just just for the fun of it. Like I remember my first my friend told me we were in um college already when she said, Hey, you know, read Harry Potter. And I said, Isn't it a kid's book? Yeah. And, and she goes, Yeah, but it's got other things about it. And so I was like, Oh, so it's like the lion, the witch, and the wardrobe, where they're oh. underlining messages. And she's like, Yeah. No, not really. Oh, there <laughs> really is, though. I mean, uh, there is. Yes. Well, the later <laughs> you go, the deeper it gets, I think. Like the first yeah. book is really like it feels like a kid's book, but it surprised me. And I was like, Oh, you know, I'm into this. It's hard to explain what Why? the attraction is, but yeah. I was like, Yeah, I'm reading this. <laughs> And your book, I read it in one day because you are an incredibly was... quick reader. <laughs> but it, 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 I couldn't put it down because oh, I was so like, nice. no, I really wanted to know what happened. I was like, <laughs> all right, this is bizarre. All right, <laughs> but what's going on here? I gotta get to the bottom of this because, like, you know, I'm constantly solving the mysteries in books. I'm like, I have well, to get that's to the what bottom. You do <laughs> <laughs> I'm like. I need to know what happened. I need to know what's going to happen. And uh, I, it was definitely surprising. The ending was not what I thought was going to happen at all. <laughs> I was like, oh, okay. All right. I, I see how this is going to work for a sequel. All right. Awesome. <laughs> I had a reader that said to me as she was finishing Revenant, like she had maybe a few chapters left. Mm-hmm. And she messaged me and she goes, I need to know if we're still going to be friends after this. Oh, no. Oh, no. Oh, no. Oh. I'm like, if this is going to end in a cliffhanger. Oh, Jesus. But we're you're... not speaking until the third book. Oh, Let's go back to, to Reverie and um, tell me what inspired that book. Was it a dream? It was actually. So like over a decade ago, I had this interesting dream and I told my husband, who was not my husband yet at that time, I said, oh, I had this interesting dream. I told him about it. And he said, oh, that would make an interesting short story. Oh, yeah. A short story. And I thought, oh, you know, challenge accepted. So I wrote one out just for the fun of it. And it got longer and longer. And then there was a backstory and then it gets then became a book. And I thought it was just for the fun of it. And then people were reading it. My friends were reading it. And they go, this is really good. And I thought, oh, I have really good friends. <laughs> but um, one, of, uh, one person that was reading it, she was my target audience because she was in high school when she was reading it. Mm-hmm. And I thought it was something serious when she started reading it aloud to her friends. Mm-hmm. And I thought, oh, you know, maybe you've got something going here, but I didn't know really anything about writing. So there was a lot of research to do, a lot mm-hmm. of <laughs> things to understand. But then finally, in 2020, um, I had to shut down my business temporarily, oh. which gave me the time. I had no more excuses. It gave me the time right. to work on this. So the good news is it got published. So I'm happy. <laughs> Yeah, well, and it was also a finalist in the soon-to-be-famous Illinois author project. So Yes, that surprised me. I was very, very happy. When it became semi-finalist, I go, ah, oh, this is so awesome, you know? Like, 
I didn't think I'd get this far. And then when it became finals, I was like, what? Um, awesome. Now, is that, is that contest soon to be famous contest or soon to be famous author? I don't know. I think it's an, I just know it as the okay. Illinois Author Project. And okay. I think it goes through libraries. So the, because it, it acknowledged me as from the Grays Lake Area Public Library. So I guess they get books from the libraries that categorize this. Yeah, it's a, well, actually, you know what? Now that I, I've gotten on Kindle and now I'm kicking myself because I really should have gotten the paperback because I love the cover. It's beautiful. Oh, very, thank you. <laughs> it's very, did you. Did you have a cover designer or did you do that yourself? Uh, that's my that's my art. Yes. That's beautiful. It's really very, um, it de definitely, uh, you know, resonates with the actual book. You know, if when you finish the book, you're like, oh, okay. That yeah, makes that sense. Makes sense. <laughs> yep, absolutely. The cover is is definitely relevant. To the the hardcover too has a little um, surprise when you take off the uh, the jacket. It's a uh, different artwork underneath. Oh or my goodness! I, yes. So, so you're an artist too. Yes. <laughs> oh my, you're very, very talented. I have <laughs> to say. So, I have in your bio, you're an engineer, engineer by education, a photographer by profession, an artist by practice, and a writer by soul. Yes. It's a very um a good mix to have because you can definitely help yourself with the cover. <laughs> you, know, you, you, you have your vision like I've known you know when I have a cover and I try to present it to my designer and she comes up with something that I'm just like mm, this is not what I'm not saying this right or not, <laughs> you know so then I send her something with little stick figures on it and like this is what I'm talking about She's like, here's really my peg <laughs> <laughs> she's like do you really want the stick figures I'm like no not the stick figures I we're placeholders <laughs> exactly what they are Please my order. my husband is a graphic designer so he helped me out a lot he did the layout for the entire book and mm. when i first did the title i asked him if he could like, clean it up a bit mm -hmm. and he goes no that's your artwork i'm not it's not a font i'm not gonna clean it up <laughs> i i have to i ask about okay the wool gathering series what does that mean? Oh, great. I'm glad you asked, actually. <laughs> In our um, research going down here, we found out that wool gathering is another term for daydreaming. Really? Yes. <laughs> okay. And I just loved it. I love the term. I guess it yeah. has something to do with shepherds watching the sheep. And then when they're gathering the, the wool that gets caught in the in the branches, they just kind of daydream. Like it's such a meaner job that they're just like dreaming while they're working. Yeah, you're just hanging out. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm like, well, oh, that's such a nice name. And like most people have never heard of that. No, I haven't. I was like, okay. Um, I mean, now that you're saying it, yes, it does. It does like ring a bell. But I'm like, hmm, what does this have to do with what happened? I was waiting for Ethan to be a shepherd. <laughs> I wasn't sure what was happening there. And, and, I legit but, didn't know what it was prior to this. And I was like, <laughs> oh, this is so awesome. Well, I found it funny, too, in the book that, um, you know, giving anything away but he would use different terms for stuff and i'm like what is lolly for god's <laughs> sake say candy kid come on <laughs> i particularly liked when london was like wow california is so weird <laughs> <laughs> no 
have you ever been to California? It is really weird. <laughs> <laughs> I think specific places in California might be. <laughs> they're, they're, they're a little they're a little different. I mean, you're from the mid-middle-ish mid part of the country, so I feel like you guys are still normal. You get out to California, you're like, hmm, I don't know. I don't know if I can make it here. I have family in California, so I think <laughs> Oh, yeah, I do, too. I spent a lot of summers in California. I'm like, you guys are so laid back. Why don't you guys have, like, you know, anxiety and stuff like the rest of us? My cousin was saying when she was reading the book, she was trying to pinpoint what um, what city I was talking about. I try when I write not to actually make anything obvious about the place I'm writing. I don't know. Yes. No, no, I get it. (laughs) Like, that way you can fit into certain things, like what's better for the reader. Right. Well, I also don't want anybody going, you know what? There's not a deli on that corner, you know? (laughs) (laughs) My editor, when he was reading this, the the first time he was reading it, he was trying to pinpoint exactly what school she came from. Oh, God. (laughs) Like, he goes, he goes, I feel like that she's this kind of kid. And mentioned a high school from you know illinois and i was like okay (laughs) but it was it was a wonderful book i will highly recommend it i'm going to make my teenager read it she'll like it um you know it's her kind of thing but uh, she doesn't like kindle so i should probably get it in paperback because otherwise and then she can add it to her collection of five thousand other books that she I you fully know, encourage me. that. <laughs> I, I, I wonder I why. <laughs> as, as a writer, I, I support that. I do have a hard time, though, and I, I don't know why. I do have a hard time pulling the trigger on buying actual physical copies of books. And I blame it on Marie Kondo, <laughs> who, who made me clear out my bookshelves. And now I'm like, well, I'm not going to go pay $20 for a book. I'm going to have to bring to the library and donate now. No. <laughs> oh, my gosh. I end up buying books that I'm intending to collect. Like, it's going to be on the shelf. I'm probably never going to open it because I've already read it. But yeah. I want to have it. It's like do the you whole thing. Books? Do you read books more than once? Because I really don't. I do actually. It's it's yeah. not a good thing, I don't think, because I feel like I'm cheating on the new books that You're I should be reading. Like you have you have your to to be read list. Yes. And then there's it's sometimes <laughs> yeah, then sometimes you're like, Oh, I think I'll just reread this whole series again before uh, I start a new thing. It's sort of like, you know, when you watch TV, you watch reruns sometimes instead of starting yeah. a show. It's comforting. Yes. Yeah, yeah, I I agree. My well, my my thought on TV shows is like nothing is like I I can't really get into a lot of new things. Um, I'm definitely a product of the '80s and '90s, where like that's it; those were the best shows, and no one's getting better <laughs> than that. And I'm very, you know, very staunch in my <laughs> my yeah, but. As far as books, I feel like there are so many books out there, and I'm never going to get to all of them. And there are if so I many read, books. And if I reread things, then I'm definitely never going to get to all of them, you know? See, yeah. that's the right logic. I don't know why I can't do that. <laughs> so I I do rewatch things, but I find that I rarely even watch things anymore because I'm like, there's too many books to read. I have to go read books now, you know? <laughs> I, I made myself watch the girl 
the woman in the house across the street from the girl in the window. Because I like a very long title. Yeah, it's supposed to be like a satire of you know all the girl in the train and the you know gone girl, all those you know books. Um, and I like Kristen Bell, and I got to the end of it and I was like, "What the hell did I just watch?" (laughs) You know, I I could have read two books in that time. (laughs) I was so annoyed with myself. I'm like, nope, I, I'd rather just not read any books over again. Although, I do feel like there are some that I want to read over again. Like, I really would love to actually read. Um, I don't know if you read The House in the Cerulean Sea. I have not. Oh, it was so amazing. It was such, I listened to the audiobook and it was just, it was a really great book. It was like one of those children, it was like a children's book, but, you know, young adult fantasy kind of thing but it really had a point like your book had so many points in it that sometimes kids <laughs> don't get yes no I, I you know I found myself highlighting stuff and I'm like yes this is this is a good point you know like how he said at one point about defying authority and how she doesn't um like to conform and how it's almost the same thing and I, yes. I'm like oh, <laughs> oh my god I'm like oh, that's what my problem is like <laughs> You know, as soon as somebody says, oh, you have to do this, or you have to watch this show, or you have to play Wordle, I'm like, nope, not doing it. So wait, like, here's my thing, too. Like, if I'm reading a series, I tend to forget, like, I'll read a book, and then I'll be like, oh, I loved it. And then the second book comes on, and then I'm like, I don't necessarily remember exactly what happened in the first book. So now I have to read that over again, so that I can get to the second book. So there's that. Well, I mean, that happens with my own books. I'm like, crap, what happened in the last book that I just wrote? Oh, yes. <laughs> yeah. Yes. It's terrible. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, you think you would actually remember this? I, but I think the problem with that is in all, in my defense and in your defense and in anyone's defense that writes a series, um, you do change things. So what happened the first time you put it down on paper isn't necessarily what happened when it got published. Yes. Does that make sense? Like that's a good defense. Change. It's probably not what happens to me. <laughs> <laughs> Your brain just there. Eh. Oh, here's a confession. I totally gave the wrong last name to one of my characters. It's a good thing I caught it before the print the book actually went to print. I was like on the second book, I go, wait, that's not her last name. Sometimes well, you're reading it out loud, you still miss it. Yeah. I do like to read out loud. Do you read do you read it out loud? Yeah, when I'm working on my own stuff, I will read it out loud and hopefully I catch things that way. Yeah. But yeah. there's one thing, I forgot what it was, but there was one sentence that I missed it so many times. And I think my fourth beta reader was the one that caught it. Oh, wow. <laughs> it's like, wow, so many people miss this. I think it's because you you when you're reading a lot and when you're reading quickly, you also know what to assume like a sentence is gonna say. Yes, yes. Because- you know what you wanna say. Yeah, or you know what you're going to read. Like if somebody goes, where are you? And it actually says, where are you? Yeah. You know, you might not miss it. You might miss it because you might be reading too fast. Yeah. And I read fast. I, I do Yes, I can tell. <laughs> <laughs> it, it's just one of those things, you know, I, uh, I, I'm just a fast reader. Do, do I comprehend everything? Probably not, you know, which is 
Well, you I, need I need to fun. start slowing. Yeah, you know, I need to start slowing down though. You know, when I'm trying to like get into it, I don't want to miss stuff. What I don't like is when I'm reading and I get distracted. Now I have to read the same page like five times because I don't remember yeah. what it's read. Well, well, you have two little kids, right? No, I have two teenagers. You have two teenagers. Oh my <laughs> god. And they're twins, right? They are. They leave me alone oh. when they write, so I really don't have an excuse. <laughs> god, but now, now, how old are they? They are 17. Oh, okay. So you're like right in the same. Uh, I have a 16 year old and a and a 20 year old. Oh wow. Soon be, yeah, soon to be 17 and 21. Probably the two worst ages ever. But. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I, I was just I was actually just speaking to somebody who has a, a five month old and I'm like, you know, I miss that and I don't miss that at the same time. Like I miss that like cute little malleable stage, but I don't miss not having a moment to yourself. I kind of you know? forget what it's like, I think. Yeah, uh, I, I mean, I do like my kids aren't needy anymore. And it's just it's just weird. You can just go and do your own thing. And you're like, Ugh, this is just odd but then it's nice to be able to leave the house and not worry oh yeah you know well i worry (laughs) (laughs) did you have a party no (laughs) smell like you had a party i don't i don't understand mom that's something you would do (laughs) the child of the 80s huh (laughs) yes yeah yeah no i never had a party i swear to god (laughs) Sure. <laughs> there's the internet now they don't need physical parties yeah they don't need parties and i was told by my 20 year old that our house is not conducive to a party it's not set up right like, you're oh. like win <laughs> i'm like all right sounds good you know <laughs> yeah we meant for that <laughs> so so that's probably why you were really in these characters heads because i really felt like I was I was reading about a teenager. I didn't feel like I was reading. You know, sometimes when you're like reading YA books and you're like, well, they're way too mature <laughs> you know, or or they're um, not mature enough. Right, right. You, you know, know, I love that age. I actually love uh, why I why I write YA and why I think that that's such an interesting age is because I think they're old enough to start questioning things around them and thinking about mm-hmm. the world and their place in the world and their impact in society. So they can have like really deep thoughts that way because it's not interrupted also by things like rent or, you know, <laughs> how much is your insurance, you know? So they have the freedom yeah. to think about that, but they're also like stuck in the whole drama of high school where, it's yeah. even if they're inwardly deep, they can't outwardly be deep. Oh, sometimes it can get worse, you know, in, 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 in offices, sometimes it gets really catty yeah. and sad. Yeah. And you're like, you feel like when you leave high school, you can put that behind you. And um, it's nope. that long. high school never ends. It doesn't. But <laughs> I, I really feel like you were able to get into the characters heads and understand how they felt and how, you know, that that instant attraction that they have like I don't feel like I feel like that goes away at some point in your life where you don't have this instant attraction to people perhaps it just shows how um immature I really am (laughs) no you're you're instantly attracted to people (laughs) (laughs) no you're able to get into their heads that's actually how I think no just kidding (laughs) no I I I think maybe you study your children very well 
and they're in their moves. I I I wrote a series. I write a series. It's like a cozy mystery series, and um, one of the one of the complaints somebody had written in the review was, "Well, that's not how a fourteen year old girl acts." And blah, blah. I was like, "I live with one. What are you talking about?" <laughs> and they're not <laughs> all the same, you know. It's a very yeah. very wide range. You can have a very very responsible teenager and a very very irresponsible teenager, and they're both yes. legit teenagers. And I felt London was a very responsible teenager, by the way. She was, you know, taking care of her dad, really, in a, in a way, you know, cooking dinner. I mean, my kids would have been, like, ordering DoorDash <laughs> instead. Like, I grew up no with dinner. my dad and my brothers, so I kind of relate a lot. <laughs> to, to cooking for them. Yeah, oh, to being in charge. I was... Uh, to being in charge of the groceries, to being in charge of oh. like what's for dinner, that sort of thing. We all had oh. our roles when I was growing up. <laughs> that is my least favorite role. What's for dinner seems to be on my shoulders every single night. <laughs> and I'm like, and on the weekends, it's what's for lunch. I'm like, I don't know. There's bread in there and there's stuff to make a sandwich. Well, what about when it was, <laughs> um, when it was like stay at home and and oh. remote studying like they were here all day oh, god yes <laughs> and we all got very fat <laughs> indeed it's like i feel like right after eating breakfast we were like preparing lunch yeah yeah that's what we did all i i'm glad i had older kids so i wouldn't that really would have been bad with little kids we really would have been preparing them lunch and dinner. wait did you learn how to make bread no i didn't oh. <laughs> i did not learn how to make bread I did make dessert with almost every single meal. <laughs> I was like, let's have a sandwich and an apple pie. Let's <laughs> in reverie, who would play the main characters in a movie? Did you think about this one? Oh, you know what? It's funny because I have a group on Facebook, uh, the Wool Gatherers Unite. To, because oh my God, when... that's amazing. <laughs> because... I love it there's this emotional thing that they need to handle after reading the books, but they have nobody to talk to. Oh God. So it's, it's only for people that's finished reading the book so they can talk to each other without having to give away anything. Oh Jesus. Yes. I love it. <laughs> it's ridiculous. I, I like that. <laughs> it's emotional I support. Like, <laughs> I feel like I might need to join. Uh, I haven't read the second one yet, so they're not going to give anything away, right? <laughs> no, no one, no one's given any way, anything away from the second one yet. This is just no the first way. one, but, um, <laughs> Then one of the questions was like, who would play them in on TV and or movies and stuff? And I had recently seen, um, is it Enola Holmes with Millie Bobby Brown? Oh, I don't know who that is. She's the one not, in Stranger I'm... Things, and she oh, did I'm such not, a great job. I, yeah, did she? Okay, she did. She, she did. She, she was such was, a great actress, and, was... and I thought, oh, she would, she could rock this. You know, but Ethan is actually very difficult to place. So I was thinking. I, I, I'm trying to think of a younger actor. I'm yes. Like, that's the hard part. That's the hard part. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like I get like almost like um, like a Penn Bagley vibe from him. But <laughs> that he's too old. He's like 40. I know. Like, they're just, so serious. It's seriously. Uh, there's, so I was like, oh, Lucas still. But 
you know, he's also like 30, I think now. <laughs> That's way too old, my God. 30 is ancient. But Millie Bobby Brown is 17, so that actually works out. Oh, okay. Uh, now I have to look her up and see who she is. I, I did not get into Stranger Things. That was one of the other things people said, you have to watch this. And I was like, nope, not watching it. <laughs> You're going to make me do something? No way. <laughs> so you oh. didn't watch Game of Thrones either? I did not. Ah, because that's a big one. You actually saved yourself because the ending there was kind of painful. Oh, gosh. Look, she's so cute. I'm looking at her. She kind of looks like a Natalie Portman. Yes. Sort of. Yes, I can can get that vibe. Yeah. Oh, she's very cute. (laughs) (laughs) But I just, I love how she is as an actress. She's really, she's really good as an actress. So I thought that would be nice. Try to get, get on that, you know, so we can get the the movie rolling because I'm right. <laughs> this would be a very good movie. It really would. Thank um, you. <laughs> so, so what do you wish that people knew about you? Um, you know, I actually wish that they knew less about me so I can be <laughs> mysterious and exotic and dramatic. You, like, you can be exotic. <laughs> and they look at me and they'll be like, who is she? And I could be like, you don't know me. You know what? <laughs> You could just go by Z. You could be like Prince and Madonna. You could just go by Z and that would be very <laughs> mysterious. Apparently Z is a Power Ranger and also a Bluebird Nickelodeon. Oh goodness. And it, it's your full your full name? No, it is not. Oh, it's okay. Pretty- <laughs> All right. I, but I, I have kids it. telling me. I have kids telling me like, oh, Z, like the Power Ranger? And I'm like, sure. Will that get you to respect me? Then yes. <laughs> You're dressing up like a Power Ranger. Now. <laughs> it's all in how you present yourself, right? Oh my goodness! So, so if you wrote a memoir, what would the title be? I am not the Power Ranger, or <laughs> or I to... can be the Power Ranger. <laughs> <laughs> no, so, but for, for, for real, what would it be? I have this motto, uh, motto, I guess. It's like it's a tetaretas. It's an Icelandic uh, term. It's like a cultural term, actually. It, it, I can really relate to it. It means it'll all work out okay or it'll be fine so okay. it's like Tetaretas. it'll be fine oh, that's, <laughs> i mean i walk around going it is what it is i mean just <laughs> I but see very similar <laughs> it makes you look more mysterious when you start speaking a different language yes absolutely <laughs> go around speaking I'm- icelandic I'm gonna actually start learning sign language. No, for real. Um, I feel like that'll. My husband and I are gonna sit at dinner in restaurants and speak to each other in sign language. It's gonna be very interesting. You know what's good <laughs> with learning sign language? Because I taught the kids um, like basic sign when they were when they were younger. Mm. Um, is yeah. that you can yell at them in public across the room and convey your <laughs> convey your emotions without once actually yelling. Oh, it's that's, incredible. that's great. You, you can tell them you, to you know sit down. <laughs> <laughs> sit down and shut up. <laughs> and and you're not yelling and it doesn't disrupt anybody, but they can see it. They know what you're trying to say. <laughs> oh, goodness. Yes. Well, I mean, I'm hearing impaired and I've been since I was like three years old and I'm kind of. Just, oh, really? I'm, yeah. I'm very annoyed at my parents for never making me learn it um, because it would be very helpful right now. <laughs> especially with the masks and stuff like that it's really really hard oh yeah hearing impaired people but me knowing it isn't as helpful as other people knowing it so i think it's just you know it's kind of helpful 
for everybody to learn it. Yes. Not even just fingerspelling. That's it. That's all we yes. gotta do. You know? No, no, it's a great it's actually a really great thing. And it's so pretty. Yeah. 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 I love seeing can... it when I love seeing people sign. It's just it's such it's like dancing fingers. Yes. Yeah, it is. And so I mean I, I think we're gonna try to put that on our list of things to do to learn, you know. Along with you. playing the piano, playing the piano, learning a foreign language. <laughs> you have a long and, list, and and actually publishing my book this year because I only published one book last year. Only she said, uh, only one uh, book last year. You know, last you have year how many had, now? Um, seventeen or eighteen. Look I'm not at sure. that. <laughs> I I was. I, ironically I was doing much better before the pandemic I'm a little more inspired when I you know don't have meals to cook around the clock (laughs) when people aren't asking for lunch at 11 a.m you know when you're not interrupted yeah exactly oh my goodness you're one of those people that work better in a deadline then yes yeah I do but I don't want to hear about the deadline you know I'm like no I don't want any deadline (laughs) <laughs> but I, you're right I do I do need a deadline I, I feel like I need a kick in the pants lately to to really get um you know writing again what what do you find helps you inspires you to sit down and actually write coffee <laughs> <laughs> if it was that simple don't you think I would have a <laughs> of everything written <laughs> <laughs> the amount of coffee that I consume a day, I should be jittery. <laughs> Although it is frustrating, though. Sometimes I feel like you waste time when you're staring at the blank screen. And then I yeah. feel like, wow, I just wasted all this time when I should be writing, but I can't think of what to write just yet. Yeah. So it's kind of hard. So when I'm not writing on the book, I'll just um, I'll write something else. I'll write um, uh, a blog a blog thing. I'll write maybe, oh, yeah. you know. Or, or like some random bad poetry, you know, anything to write just so that you can get that out at least. It's like an exercise. Yeah, that's a good. That's a good. Uh, that's a good uh, practice. I, I think just as long as you're writing, it should never be considered that you're wasting any time. You know, you're you're doing something creative, but sometimes it's very um, stifled. You know, yes. I feel like the pan- pandemic just stifled my creativity. I, it should have been the opposite. I think it you got just, all the time. maybe you got distracted. You're just distracted yeah. by all other stuff. Yeah, it was very distracting, but I'm trying to get back. Like, I started this podcast during it, um, and, and I'm, I'm this glad This is incredible. To it's my very first podcast ever. And it's probably the worst podcast you'll ever be on <laughs> because there's oh, no stop. structure. I do, We just babble. <laughs> And I put it out there for other people to hear us babble. And I, I just, I love it though, because I just love talking to other writers and just, you know, finding out like their process and, and not feeling so alone because I really feel like talking to everybody else, you're like, oh, okay, no, they do exactly the same thing that I do. Or they're, they, they have the same fears and the same, you know, um, anxieties and self-doubt and, and everything and, and I read your book and it's amazing and you should have no doubt and no self-doubt Aww. and yet you you have your own your own you know things just like just like everybody else I talk to so it's it, nice it's, to have the validation yeah you know it's yeah. I, and I have to say the writing community is a very very uh, unique community I was just talking to a friend about this um, because you don't really have competition 
It's just not like yes. it's not like the person that reads your book is never going to read any right. other book ever again. Exactly. You know, they'll, exactly. they'll read other books. So it's so nice to be able to talk to people and have them encourage that. You yeah. Know? Oh, absolutely. Just just because they read your book doesn't mean they're not going to read my book. And you know, yeah, and likely it, if they're like, oh, you read that, I want to read that too. Yeah, or, you exactly. Know, it's it's just out there. It's it's really a great community. I I like it. And, and I like don't you think said, you find that anywhere. You exactly. know, you don't find that. Because in any else. other in any other um, industry, there's always there there always is that competition because they won't necessarily if once they go to one place, they might not necessarily go to another. Right, right, right. But like reading, people just read. <laughs> yeah, and they and they read different things. Like you know, yes. I don't like to limit myself anymore with just one kind of genre and just. Branch out. What did you used to read before you started branching out? God, just, oh, it's on the bestseller list. Oh, I got to read this. You know, just Mm. that that kind of stuff. And uh, though my guilty pleasure is, and I don't even know if it's a guilty pleasure, mysteries. I I have to read the mysteries, like the the psychological thrillers. Oh, okay. (laughs) those are scarier i think sometimes because they can be very real yeah yeah you know i like like people think that way that is the terrifying part of it but i was like no that would be my guilty pleasure but otherwise oh i'm like oh this book's on the new york sellers time you know new york times bestsellers i have to read this one and you know and then i'd feel like i have to read a classic or and, and I get halfway through the classic. I'm like, there's a reason I didn't like this in high school. Why am I reading? Why am I torturing myself? I read Anna, Anna Karenia and I was like, I wanted to throw myself in front of a train halfway through it. I really was like, why am I reading this dribble? And it's like a thousand pages. It's ridiculous. When I was a kid, <laughs> I would use my allowance to buy books, right? Uh-huh. So then I thought, um, well, because when you grew up in the Philippines, the Philippines doesn't actually have public libraries. Really? Oh, yeah. I did not know that. So, oh so wow, I value public libraries. So that you know, mm. if you want to read, I mean, there's there's libraries in the school, but they're all textbooks, they're all reference books. There's not fun books. So if you really right. wanted to read something, you go out and buy it. So I would save my mm. allowance and I would buy books. And because it's my allowance, I'm thinking I want to get the most out of my money. So what I would do is mm-hmm. I would find the thickest book I could find <laughs> and buy that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it makes sense. Oh no, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> Did you get stuck with War and Peace? <laughs> no, it was uh what got me was Hans Brinkinson and the Silver Skates, I think it was. It's oh, a classic. Oh, and, oh, I read that. Yeah, 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 yeah. And I just couldn't relate. I mean, it's <laughs> there's no snow in the Philippines. <laughs> And I'm, and oh. they're talking about ice skating and the difficulties of it. And I'm like, I don't get it. <laughs> you don't understand. Uh, when did you When did you move to the states? Uh, in 2000. Oh, okay. So you were you were an adult when that happened. Yes. Not like a little kid. Oh, wow. Yeah, born and raised in the Philippines. Oh, wow. So it's a bit of a culture shock, or surprisingly, yes. I thought I wouldn't because I spent so many summers in California. And, oh, right, right. You know, we watch TV a lot. So and I ju- I told you before California's not real. <laughs> <laughs> California is not like the middle of the country or the East Coast at all. <laughs> My husband jokes, he says, if you're not from the United States, you think the United States is New York sitting right next to California. 
Uh-huh. And that's uh-huh. the entire United good. States. <laughs> There's a lot of all you see in movies, movies, right? Right, right. Yes. I definitely prefer the New York aspect more than the California aspect. They're a little more anal retentive and uh, angry <laughs> like I am. So, <laughs> so it was this little culture shock coming here. I was like, oh, <laughs> things I didn't expect. <laughs> oh, let me ask you one more question before we wrap up. Sure. Um, so did we ask about the house on fire? No, we didn't do that yet. So you pull up to your house and it's on fire. You can only save one item, not a person or an animal because they're already out. What is it? You're very morbid. I'm sorry. I mean, I'm a <laughs> psychological thriller. No, no. Oh, everyone's safe. This scenario, I made sure because, listen, I am an animal person. I probably would save my dogs before I save my kids, which is terrible, terrible to admit. <laughs> because I feel like they could get out on their own. Um, you guys are old enough to figure this out. <laughs> just figure it out. Climb out your window, you know. <laughs> We've had this discussion many times on how to get out of your room. So you should have been listening instead of being on your phone at dinner. So. Um, no, I probably would save my hard drive of photos. <laughs> Yes, that's a popular one. The photos or the writing or, you know, stuff from grandma. I've gotten that one too. Yeah, well, I'm on Google Docs. So all the writing is like on the internet. So that should be fine. (laughs) But yeah, photos are memories. And as a photographer, that's big for me. Big stuff. I can can relate. I think that was the thing that I went, went with. Like when... When I had to ask myself this question, I was like, yeah, I gotta save those photo albums. My God, where would, yeah. how could I ever replicate that? You know, this is why my husband always tells me I have to back up all these photos. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, I'm talking about like actual photos. I know. Like, he says, have every time I get an old <laughs> photo from like when I was a kid, he's like, have you scanned that in yet? Oh, <laughs> I it's would a good be here idea. For hours. <laughs> For days, are you kidding me? So oh, you need to start goodness. scanning that in. <laughs> yeah, you can I add actually, that to the list of things that you're gonna do for 2022. 2022, my my list of goals. Well, I actually have a friend who threw out all her pictures on purpose. She was just done cataloging wow. them. I'm like, how, how? She's like, if it's not in my head, it's not happening. I'm like, oh, okay. I like cried silently in my pillow. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's like a was it Ma- the Ma- Marie Kudo thing or? Yeah, Marie Kondo. She's like, throw everything away. Yeah, there you go. Maybe she just watched that and she was like, oh, horrible. (laughs) (laughs) I told you she she talked me into throwing out all my books. And I'm like, and now we're all secretly crying for you. I'm I'm starting my collection again. Don't worry about it. And I'm I'm, going to have to add Reverie to it because it was a wonderful book and I have to recommend it to all my. You know, teenage friends. Now you're going to be pressured daughter. to have to write. You're going to be pressured to have to write a review now. Oh, I did. I wrote a review on Goodreads. Oh, you did. That's so awesome. I wrote it Thank on you. Goodreads. I'm going to have to copy it and put it on Amazon for for tomorrow. But um, I I review everything on Goodreads. So yeah, I think people don't understand how important those are to in the. Oh yeah, I totally yeah. do. <laughs> well, like, yeah, you would know. <laughs> I might just review it and and I can't stand the like just the star reviews I mean (laughs) even even if it's five stars I'm like tell me why it's five stars isn't that the best way to keep a writer up yeah oh lying in bed going what why did they say that why did they put that star 
I stopped though. I stopped about <laughs> two or three years ago. I, I honestly do not look at them anymore because it would get me so upset. You know, like I said, the one person was like, that's not how a 14 year old girl acts. And I'm like, what? What? Uh, what 14 year olds are you living with? Because that's like, I mean, I almost videotaped what happened in my house today. <laughs> And then wrote it down. That's a sign of success when you're like, I don't need to read these things anymore. Oh well, I'll have to look. I'll have to look at it that way then. Oh my god. So where can we find you as far as like social media? Where do you like to hang out for your readers and oh, my most active is probably Instagram because I think most of my most of my um audience is probably there um i'm on instagram z laxon on um on facebook it's reverie and i've got a blog but oh have you tried the link tree thing i did you give me a link tree i, I wasn't did. sure oh okay did you I check it out to... did you check out I... how to make your own link tree i i think i need to do that because everybody i've talked to in the last couple of days has a link tree and i don't have a link tree <laughs> and now i feel now i feel like do i conform or do i just say no oh is it going to be one of those things <laughs> is this going to be like stranger things or is it going uh-huh. to be helping you move forward <gasps> oh, now you're gonna make me watch stranger things this is not good <laughs> i have so much writing to do i don't have time for stranger things <laughs> <laughs> Oh my God. Well, it was, it was definitely a pleasure speaking to you. I'm so excited. I can't wait to read the next book. So I'll have to let you know what I think of it. Leave you a review. That's wonderful. Um, Thank you. Thank you for this opportunity. This was so much fun. I I love talking to you. I'll, 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 you know, catch up with you soon. (laughs) Have a good night. (laughs) You too. Night. Thanks for listening to my interview with Z Laxon. You'll really want to check out all her uh, links in the show notes. Definitely read Reverie or give it a give it a shot. It was a very enjoyable book, and um, I'll see you next week.